right, welcome to another episode of Piecing It Together, the podcast where we take a look at a new movie and try to figure out what movies inspired it. And today on the show, it's a DC superhero movie. We're talking about Blue Beetle. And joining me for this one, we've got filmmaker Lizette Hunter, and we had a great conversation, lots of great fun puzzle pieces to get into for this one. Uh, That's coming up in a second. Before we get to it, I do want to remind you, as always, to make sure you're subscribed to Piecing It Together wherever you listen to podcasts. You can follow us on social media at PiecingPod, and join our Facebook group, Popcorn and Puzzle Pieces, where we continue the conversation about all the movies we talk about here on the show. Uh, aside from that, I do want to remind you today that we do have a Patreon, the Produced by David Rosen Patreon, where I post bonus and advanced content from Piecing It Together, from Awesome Movie Year, and from my music career. Uh, we got a lot of stuff on the Patreon right now. I'm in the middle of releasing a bonus soundtrack album that's exclusive to the Patreon, so there's that. There's a bunch of Piecing It Together episodes, including this one, as soon as I finish uh, editing it and whatnot, and uh, a whole bunch of other great stuff. So check it out. It's patreon.com slash Rosen. I appreciate you all being out there listening, but of course, if you want to support the show that way, I appreciate that too. So with that said, let's get to our conversation about Blue Beetle. All right, it is time to get into Blue Beetle. And joining me today, we've got Lizette Hunter. Lizette, thanks so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I'm I'm excited to talk about this one. I had a lot of fun with this movie, and uh, I know we had met at the Nevada Women's Film Festival, and we've been talking for a while now about getting you on the show, so I'm yes. really happy to have you here. Before we get into Blue Beetle, though, since it is your first time, why don't you tell my listeners a little about you and what you do? Well, I'm an actress and a filmmaker. I Well, I say filmmaker. I made like about two movies. <laughs> That's a filmmaker. <laughs> it's something. Um, I do write. I've only um, half directed one of my films, but the other one I was the lead and the co-writer and the executive producer on it. Absolutely. And that's what I saw at the at the festival, correct? Yes, Hermanita. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah, and it was great. And uh, yeah, it, it's it's great to have you here. Um, I, I'm always looking for uh, new voices on this show and filmmakers especially because um, it's always fun to get filmmakers' point of view on these kinds of movies. And, um, you know, jumping right into Blue Beetle, uh, these kinds of movies, superhero movies, are kind of... I feel like we're all a bit burned out on them. So when one comes along and is actually fun and a good time, like that, that that's a nice thing. And uh, I, I don't know exactly how you felt about Blue Beetle, but um, I know I had a good time with it. And that makes me happy because uh, these movies have been a bit of a drag lately. Did you enjoy Blue Beetle? Oh, I did enjoy Blue Beetle. What's funny is um, I don't like I... I don't know. Please don't cancel me, but (laughs) I haven't watched many superhero movies. Like I just, there's just so many to see. And I always just thought maybe I'll wait till my son's older and I'll like, you know, binge them all. But like growing up, I didn't watch too many. So I, to me, I don't feel too burned out yet, but like, that's why I don't know if I, I did, I really did enjoy the film. So I don't know what's good and what's bad in a superhero movie, but I mean, alone, just with Blue Beetle, the soundtrack alone, I was just, you know, amazed by it. And so that's why I made it so fun. Um, because you just have a lot of like, you know, the Hispanic music and in a mix of like new and old and they just so good with that and also just how it's family oriented and it's just it was great no absolutely. i thought it was a lot of fun my son loved it 
we're pretty much going to buy it when it comes out. <laughs> yeah, right on, right on. Were you familiar with this character? No, not at all. Mm, yeah, I, I didn't know anything about him. I had no idea. I just knew he was a Hispanic superhero. And I'm like, okay, well, I want my son to watch this. And, you know, hopefully he's good and um, somebody that he can, you know, look up to or something, you know. But sure. No, sure. I had no idea. I grew yeah, up with, no. you know, Batman. Pretty much Batman was like the only superhero movie I really did watch. So, I mean, Michael Keaton. Right. Uh, I love that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How could you not? But yeah, uh, yeah no, absolutely. Uh, so th th that's cool, though, that, that uh, you know, you're excited for your son to see this one and that he ended up liking it. So mm -hmm. that's awesome. And, uh, you know, I, I think with that said, you know, we'll get into a lot about the movie along the way. Let's just start getting into some puzzle pieces here. What do you have for your first puzzle piece for Blue Beetle? For Blue Beetle, I thought of, you know, because it was family and secrets. Um, I recently, Encanto, because that was mm, just sure. so last year big in, in our ha family household, nonstop watching it. Um, there's a lot of secrets in that one. Yeah, I think Encanto is a great one, and especially the family angle. Um, yeah. I, I think the fact that all the family is like in the adventure together and uh, just they're all just down to just jump right on in and be a part of this whole thing. And right. I I have to assume that uh Encanto was like like a literal puzzle piece. Like like it was exactly something they were they were aiming for when they made this movie, knowing that they were gonna make like this first like big Latinx superhero experience, like that they were gonna go for something like that. And mm -hmm. uh so yeah, I think that's a great one to kick it off with and yes. uh a, a great puzzle piece here. I will go with um Half of my pieces are superhero related. Half of them are going other directions, you know, um, but I'm going to start with a superhero one just because I feel like it's the most obvious, at least from my point of view. Um, and that is a combination of two movies. I'm going to actually just throw together because I have a bunch of pieces, but okay. these both are like practically the same movie. Uh, Venom with Tom Hardy. And Upgrade, uh, which was a smaller indie film uh, directed by Lee Whannell, uh, which is basically venom but a different version of venom it's like the same thing did you see venom with tom hardy i've seen parts of venom because my my mm -hmm. son did like get into him um but i was like this is kind of scary <laughs> yeah. i mean it's a dark one about, like six or five and i'm like um this seems too much because he's uh extreme <laughs> Yeah, the, no, the it mask is. The mask and everything was kind of scary. Um, I mean, I like horror movies, but I'm like, what are you watching here? <laughs> <laughs> well, up, Upgrade is that, but even scarier and okay. even more horror-esque. Har but, uh, you know, just the idea that this, this superhero, this character is like in this symbiotic relationship with the thing that is giving him all these powers. And he doesn't really have full control over the whole situation. Mm -hmm. Like he, he is just along for the ride, but then ends up becoming like engaged with that, that thing that's taken him over and they end up working together, of course, because he is a hero. And uh, that is something that happens in Venom. It happens in Upgrade. They all, all, all three of these movies, they have that same kind of thing going on. And so that was the first one I wanted to throw in there. And as far as superhero movies go, I think it's like the clearest analog to this uh, in what happens with Blue Beetle. Well, yeah, it does. Um, with Blue Beetle, he had no control over, you know, it ch choosing him. So, yeah. and I did see that part in Venom, like him at the, you know, at the bar and like, you know, 
normal. And then all of a sudden it just like um, next he was like transforming or, you know, um, and that's a, that's the cool thing about with superheroes. What I noticed is like most of them don't they just get chosen. Like it's something like just faith happens and it falls sure. into them. Yeah, no, absolutely. Either, you know, Spider-Man getting bit by a spider randomly mm -hmm. or, you know, everybody has their origin stories. And a lot of the times, yeah, it's just something that happens. And from right. that point forward, they are the superhero. And it, it's it's cool when like, you know, th that character is able to like, you know, deal with it and like make it a part of them and like add their personality to this thing. And I, I think we get a lot of that in Blue Beetle with the fact that this actor, uh, Zolo, uh, Zolo Maraduena, who plays uh, Blue Beetle, very, very charismatic actor and very just like kind of silly, fun kind of a presence on the screen. And yeah. I think that between that and an all-powerful, super over-the-top, crazy superhero persona like Blue Beetle, like, mm -hmm. it meshes that really well. I think they do a good job of uh, combining the two personas. But Yeah, that part was really fun with Blue Beetle is, like, I mean, kind of like Superman, um, no, Spider-Man, even the... Um, mm -hmm. What his character has, like, a little, like, fun in it, and he's just a normal person, but it's, like, being, you know, you know, take control over. But that was yeah. fun to see in Blue Beetle is, like, those little characteristics of him and just normal, but it's like, what's going on? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. That was really what fun. Do you, what do you got for your next one? The next one, because I thought of, a, you know, still with the family, um, was uh it was really hard to find like a family movie where it talks about a good family you know like and they're not being secrets or you know there's always you would look up family classics online and there's always like some issue in the family so i was like where's a family movie that the family's just good and you know it's nothing bad going on and it was really hard to find but i thought of cheaper by the dozen okay that one right was on. like the only one that I was like, they kind of didn't have too much bad going on. You mm. know, they had their bickering, you know, which family has, but like, there's nothing like serious issue going on. So I really, I thought of that cheaper by the dozen. Yeah, no, that that's a fun one. And definitely for like the family aspect, like, yeah, this is just a really happy family that loves each other so much. And I, mm -hmm. I think that that's part of what makes this one work and what makes it fun. Right. I, I'll jump right into my next piece, which is uh, along that same lines of the family thing. Um, I'm going to go with the animated movie, The Mitchells versus the Machines, okay. uh, which is just like a goofy, dorky family who all love each other. And they're all just they have their quirks and they're all they all play off each other so well. And they're all just a thousand times like down for adventure, especially the grandma here in Blue Beetle. Like she is like oh, ready to go, goodness. you know. She's even so even um, George Lopez's character was just yeah. They're just you know they were so great together. That family, um, just so fun. I really enjoyed yeah. watching that. The grandma, that was that was, I didn't see that coming, but that was amazing. <laughs> yeah, I, I I feel like um I I wonder if any of our grandmas are you know have that kind of uh, crazy backstory that we'd never know about until it <laughs> shit hits the fan, you know? So <laughs> I know I, I would love to see that. And I, that's why I love seeing that happen. Cause it's like, well, grandma, <laughs> it's like, we have to, you know, as when you become a parent, you just, some stuff that's like left behind. So I could see how grandma, you know, she left her past behind. And then when stuff got real, you know, oh, yeah. it, 
<laughs> She's ready you to just to show her colors. Throw it right back out there. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. What do you got for your next puzzle piece? Uh, for the next one will be what we just talked about earlier with Spider-Man. Like uh, the newest Spider-Mans, I did watch. Those are the ones I did get to see, all three mm-hmm. of them. Um, and they're just, you know, they're fun. Um, I know there is some kind of sadness to it and, you know, with the family. Um, but yeah. I did enjoy that, those su- superhero ones. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. Um, I, I think the funny thing about Blue Beetle is like, cause like when I reviewed this movie on Letterboxd, like I said that it's, it's Iron Man, it's Spider-Man, it's Batman, it's Superman. Like it's all these little things from all these different superhero movies. But I think Spider-Man is like maybe the top of the list, either Spider-Man or Iron Man. But, uh, you know, they definitely, there's so much of that Tom Holland Spider-Man and especially in the way that, uh, that the lead plays Blue Beetle, like when he's just so like overwhelmed by everything happening around him and everything that's going on. So uh, definitely, yeah, I, I think do, that's that's a great one. I do think he probably maybe looked into some Tom Holland kind of <laughs> because <laughs> he, it, it did look a lot like uh, Peter Parker and him and uh, the newest Spider-Mans, which is fun. You know, it's really fun to see that. And it, it makes it like you laugh at it. And um, I really did enjoy that part of his character in Blue Beetle. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I will go for my next one. I'm going to go with RoboCop. This is one that was like one of the first things that came to mind, mainly because of the villain in Blue Beetle, Susan Sarandon, and her whole plan to basically create this like task force of like robot human hybrid people who, of course, are just going to go wrong you know that's never that's never a uh, a plan that goes for good it's always ends up going evil um and and so it's like i I, this movie isn't as uh it it doesn't have that deep of satire or anything like that like the robocop did back in 1987 but but i mean it is something that like you can obviously see a parallel with the way that those villains are and as far as like you know metaphor or whatnot there is some of that here like especially with the scene where um, you know, that, that entire, uh, you know, division of, of the police are coming, like you could see it as a metaphor for like immigration raids or whatnot, mm-hmm. um, and police brutality, which is pretty well done. I mean, for such a light, silly movie, I mean, that scene was pretty horrific. And, uh, yes. so I, I, you know, that's something RoboCop was like a huge indictment of like police brutality and just how awful all that could be. So I think like there's plenty that can be drawn as comparison to RoboCop. And I would imagine that's something that was on the filmmakers' minds here. Well, that's, that's a really, really good one. And then, um, the Susan Sarandon villain part, mm-hmm. I mean, I wasn't expecting that either. And, you know, with her being part of the family and then, you know, turning everything around. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I did like also what you said, how subtle those little things were with the police brutality were. Um, yeah. And then also when um, her little helper, the Hispanic yeah. helper and his yeah. redemption part was uh, like, I honestly started clapping in the movie theater regarding that. Nice. Nice. <laughs> and, yeah. That, that poor guy. I know. I really, I really was like, yes, support the people. Do it. I I did love uh, every time they showed a scene of him, like his transformations or whatever, that guy can yell. Like he just like puts his hands on his head and screams like that. That guy's uh, is good. It's good. (laughs) (laughs) Well, what do you got for your next puzzle piece? Uh, The next one I will probably do. um, 
which, you know, growing up as a 90s, I was born in the 80s, but I grew up in the 90s was the mask. The mask nice. was so, so fun. Yeah. I mean, maybe I shouldn't have been watching some parts back in the day. But, <laughs> <laughs> but it was uh, Jim, so Jim Carrey comedies rule. They all ruled. I mean, they, yes, they do. Jim Carrey, anything for the most, it just, he's gold. So yeah. I would say the mask. Yeah, no, that's a great one. And yeah, I mean, he, we were talking about it earlier with like Venom and Upgrade and like just how, uh, you know, uncontrollable the power is like that he, he, he's trying to get a handle on it. And that goes right back to the mask too, with Jim Carrey, just like how, just how much chaos it all costs. And, and, you know, when he first turns into Blue Beetle here and ends up just like destroying a bus and all kinds of crazy stuff, like, you know, that, that's straight up mask. Yeah, and the ma- the house going through the, the, yeah. the roof and back down through again and everything. Uh, all kinds of crazy stuff like that. I, and then I, just the family witnessing, which was fun with the mask, was it the dog? <laughs> the dog's just watching yes. all of it go down while he's being chosen, too. Like, <laughs> Yeah, that's what we need in Blue Beetle, too, is a chihuahua. That, uh, yeah, that would have been fun. Maybe in a sec, <laughs> you know, oh, well, we'll see. We'll see if they go yeah. for another one. I don't want any spoiler yeah. alerts. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope so. Uh, all right, I will go with... Uh, another one. This kind of goes along with uh, RoboCop, uh, but I'm going with Terminator 2 for oh. my next puzzle piece. Um, you know, he doesn't want Blue Beetle to kill anybody. So John mm-hmm. Connor and the T-800, but basically merged into one body. He's like, he right. is the Terminator and he doesn't want himself to kill anybody, you know? Um, so it's kind of a simple one, but I think it's a pretty clear thing here, the way that he doesn't want anybody to die, uh, no matter oh, yeah. how evil they are, you know? Right. Um, and that's, a, that's oh man, Terminator 2 was just part of part of my childhood. I watched that so many times and you're right. It was, he's also, it's just also being misunderstood. You know, people Mm -hmm. look at you and judge you by your, you know, your, how you look. And then it's like, I'm just trying to do good. I'm trying to not prevent anything to happen, (laughs) but just because this guy looks normal, doesn't mean, you know, he's not bad, which was the, the bad guy in Terminator look a little bit more normal than, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger. So I mean, (laughs) That's that was really cool about that too, you know, with that movie is that yeah, he is trying to do good. Yeah, absolutely. Trying not kill nobody. Yeah, <laughs> yes, Please. definitely. Blue Beetle too, and that, that I love seeing that. You know, he's like, this isn't me, kind of thing. Yeah, that goes back to the whole family friendly thing too, mm-hmm. and Peter Parker too. You know, just sure. they're not trying to kill anybody. Absolutely. They want to be good superheroes. Even like, yes. um, I was also really big on, you know, the Punisher. It's like, he also is like a misunderstood kind of character who is mm-hmm. just like somebody who just tries to do good and tries to, I mean, he eliminates the people that shouldn't be around, but. <laughs> yeah. Well, some people, they got to get it. They so. got to get it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you got for your next piece? Um, next one will be. Back to more like just family fun and also another 90s movie would be The Sandlot. Oh, nice. The Sandlot yeah. was just so fun. And I felt that kind of energy in the movie theater uh, was, you know, everybody, all the you know, the kids in there, they were just having so much fun. And like with The Sandlot, same thing, nonstop, you know, kids just during the summertime want to just have like the best time of their life. And then the kids inside the movie theater, especially my son, they were just living their best life. <laughs> sure. 
Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I think, uh, you know, the, the family aspect, I think we keep going back to it with all these, these puzzle pieces. It feels like, like the family aspect is the big thing of this movie mm-hmm. more so than any of the action or the, the plot or any of that stuff. It, it seems like the family stuff is like the main thing. And yes. I think the Sandlot's a great one for that. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, great, great one. I, I'll go with my last puzzle piece then, uh, Dora the Explorer, which oh, yeah. um, was so much fun. And again, you know, another like Latinx adventure that, that you know, we don't get enough of like that kind of point of view, but, uh, you know, movies that really just go all in on family, on adventure, on just silliness, just over the top, silly family stuff. And, uh, that one was, was a blast and, yeah. uh, more, more of like the Indiana Jones adventure kind of thing instead of the superhero thing, but, uh, similar family aspects, similar fun aspects. And, uh, you know, a, a great movie that not enough people saw. I, I do. That door does give that little Indiana Jones win, especially for a female character, which is like, yay, keep it going. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Oh, wait, I love Indiana Jones. I still have to see the new one, but it's fun. It's a lot of the, fun. The old ones still hold up. Oh, yeah. The old, the old ones my, are amazing. My son recently, um, we saw the first and the second one, and I think we're, we're still on the third, but like mm-hmm. he got into them. He really enjoyed yeah. them. Absolutely. I think you could throw a little bit of Temple of Doom in this movie too, and Blue Beetle. Possibly. Oh man, I love Temple of Doom is like my my favorite Indiana Jones. That nice. one, yeah, that would be really cool to see. Maybe like if they continue on a little more adventure, like going deep in like you know where this is coming from. So I think there is more more to Blue Beetle that we you know are waiting to see. Sure. Like where it comes from. Yeah, because the scarab that they had to like unearth in the in the beginning of the movie, like there's probably other stuff like this out there that, you know, the characters in this world can go out and right. find. And then we're then we're going straight up, you know, adventuring. So that yeah, would be a lot of then fun. That's gonna be endless. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, I'll read down the list of puzzle pieces we just talked about, and then we'll get into some closing thoughts here. Uh, we talked about Encanto, Venom, Upgrade, Cheaper by the Dozen, The Mitchells versus the Machines, Spider-Man, Robocop, The Mask, Terminator 2, The Sandlot, and Dora the Explorer, and threw some Indiana Jones in there too. I know. Indiana uh, Jones. Yeah. Why not? Might as well. Uh, but yeah, like I said already, like, you know, it feels like the main through line here, aside from, you know, a few uh, things like RoboCop and Terminator are the family aspect. Like that's kind of the main thing here. And uh, yeah, I mean, this family really portrays the the best kind of fun, silly, goofy family adventure. And uh, I think that's why this movie works well. Yeah, definitely. And also just, you know, even though there's, the secret part of like families and then how, um, you know, they get chosen. The family's still there for them, no matter what, Mm -hmm. even secret, bad or good. They're just like, it's okay. We'll, we'll conquer this and we'll make it work. Yeah. Yeah. We'll figure out everything else later. Yeah. Broken house, (laughs) (laughs) broken buses. We'll be fine. (laughs) We'll be all right. Yeah. We'll be all right. We'll make it work. George Lopez is pissed, but he'll get over it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he was a really fun character. I love that part. Like, don't say my name. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's awesome. That's awesome. All right on. I think that does it for Blue Beetle. Uh, Lizette, is there another movie you watched recently that you'd like to recommend to our listeners? 
recently, God, what did I say recently? Um, well, because I'm a big well with Halloween coming around, um, I did watch the newest Scream. Well, I know mm-hmm. it's not too new, but um, I'm behind. But I just came out so uh, to watch streaming, so I watched the uh, new Scream Six. Right on. I still need to catch up on that. Uh, I that's one movie I missed in the theaters. I was just too busy, but uh, mm-hmm. I, I'll have to see it before the end of the year. I'm sure, especially because there's like probably another five or six more on the way. I know. So. <laughs> They'll never well, end. On that. Yeah. And that too. And Halloween, like I said, Halloween's coming up. So maybe it's a time to just, you know, I uh, recommend people to watch it. I do there like, you, you know, Ghostface. He's like one of my favorite, um, like villains, murder people. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, he is fun. Yeah. Uh, well, right on, right on. Lizette, tell people where they can find you and your work. Um, I mean, you can follow me on Instagram at Lizette double underscore Hunter. Um, that would be the best place to see like what I've done. Um, I'm not so good at posting, but I do post when I go to film festivals, when we have a, a next screening going on. Uh, for my short film, Hermanita, we'll be screaming next at the El Paso Film Festival. And that'll be nice. the end of September. And I'm really excited for that because actually I'll be going back home. Like that's where I'm from is from, you know, Juarez, Mexico and um, El Paso. So I'm kind of, I'm from there. So it's great that we're, I'm bringing it back home to my family there. Family, oh, that's fantastic. Family. That's <laughs> Back awesome. Back to the family theme. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Well, that's great. And uh, and I, I'm, I'm happy to hear that you're uh, getting to do another screening like that. That's awesome. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for uh, joining me on Piecing It Together. And hopefully we'll get you back again sometime. Oh, yes, please. I love talking movies. So anytime. Hey, it's Ashley Ray, and I host the podcast TV I Say. Have you ever referred to television as your friend? Do you want 10 more seasons of In Just Like That? Did you rewatch every episode of King of Queens in 2020? Then this is the podcast for you. Join me and a new guest each week to discuss your favorite TV shows and my 90 Day Fiance hot takes and my Below Deck hot takes and basically all my TV hot takes. <laughs> listen to TV I Say wherever you listen to your podcasts. All right, so I hope you enjoyed that conversation about Blue Beetle. Thanks to Lizette for joining me on that one, and thank you to all you for listening. If you're enjoying Piecing It Together, of course, make sure you are subscribed. And if the app you're subscribed in happens to have a five-star button, I would really appreciate it if you hit that button and leave a little review. It helps make sure that more people get to check out Piecing It Together, and that's why we do what we do here. And I'm always looking for new guests, so uh, if you're ever interested in joining me for an episode, please do get in touch. We've had like a constant string of new guests lately, and it's just been awesome, and I'm always looking for people, so please get in touch. You can, of course, find me on social media at PiecingPod. You can join our Facebook group, Popcorn and Puzzle Pieces, and you could contact me through our website, PiecingPod.com. I told you about the Patreon at the top of the show. Uh, I'm not going to go through that whole spiel again right now, but what I will do... We always close these episodes out with a piece of music, and what I'm going to do today is close out with a piece of music from that exclusive album I told you about that's only on the Patreon right now. It is a soundtrack to a film I scored last year called Jacqueline. You can watch Jacqueline on Tubi right now, uh, but this is part of the music from Jacqueline. This is a track called What Makes You Tick. And this entire 16-track score is available exclusively on the Patreon. Uh, So if you want to check out the rest of the score, you can sign up for 
the Patreon at patreon.com slash bydavidrosen. And uh, otherwise, I have a whole bunch of other music out on streaming, but if you want to check this one out, that is where it is exclusively. So I hope you enjoy this piece of music. We will be back with more Piecing It Together real soon.
an All Points West production, produced by David Rosen in Las Vegas.